Good morning. This is the old Trailblazer broadcast. Yes, this is the old Trailblazer broadcast. We're bringing you a series of messages. We're continuing today on Satan, the God of this world, and we're looking at how demon spirits or how demon possession is manifested. And we've been looking there uh, how that the demons take charge of a person's life, one who's been awakened to the fact that they're lost. And, and uh, the sat Satan will come up and whisper, oh, you're not lost? No, you're not lost. The, the pastor's wrong. He, he, he's, he's not being true to your soul. This goes to show that that will has never been broken, my friend. Oh, Satan comes in here in this studio and sits right up here on my shoulder. Many times when I start over here to make a tape, I tell my folks over there at the, off at the office, well, I'm going to wrestle with old Satan because I know he's right here my friend he's always ready to stifle stifle God's message but the Lord is greater than Satan all of this shows that that will has never been broken if you begin talking about an individual to an individual about their will being broken coming to the place of repentance they gnash on you you, you, are you able to talk to someone ask them if they've ever repented the only hope for that individual listen is that God will take intervene in it that's right. My friend, we find that wherever the gospel is preached. Let me give you another uh, manifestation of demon possession. We looked at briefly in our last study. You folks, would you listen? When the Lord opens an individual's heart to the fact that he's not saved, and he starts out into looking for the Lord, searching for the Lord, seeking the Lord, and, and we've seen demons take hold of that individual. That's right. That's right. And they tell them that the demons convince them that the pastor is not preaching the truth. And they try to convince you that the word of God isn't so. They'll go so far as to put in your mind the most vulgar language, the most blasphemous thoughts. They'll try to make you curse God, curse uh, the Lord. Many of you may be sitting there this morning before your radios. You can verify that statement by saying, Pastor, that was my condition before God saved me. I've gotten letters from scores of people telling me this. Some of you are in that condition now. Now, here's a way out. Listen, you recognize that such language is coming from Satan or his emissary. Recognize that Christ died for such a just poor sinner as you are and begin to what? Plead the blood. Are you pleading the blood, sinner? Plead the finished work of Christ. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb. Your only safe hiding place is under the blood. That's the only place that Satan cannot harass you. Your only hope is the blood of Christ. Your only deliverance is by the power of God. Those little silk handkerchief preachers won't help you. No, they can't do you any good. You can shake their hand as long as you want. You can join the church. You can be baptized. You can make a religious profession. But listen, it'll not deliver you from Satan's clutches. You say, Pastor, is there any hope for an individual like me? Surely. I've seen God save folks just like you. God delivered that demonic girl there at Philippi as recorded in the 16th chapter of Acts. And listen, the Lord can deliver you, old sinner. That's right. Just an old cuss like I was. Just an old worthless cuss. Uh, outcast from God. I didn't care about God. No. That's right. That's right. But my friend, when the Lord saves you, when the Lord saves an old cuss like that, 
Oh, what happens, my friend? He becomes a child of God. Oh, and then all things become new. Old things are passed away. That's right. The pastor here told a story one time about this old rancher. He was an old cuss, hard-nosed, hard to work for, hard to wife was, uh, wife beat her. And when he walked in the house, the cats went one way and the dogs went another way and the chickens flew out. And because he was just an old cuss, that's right, old hard-nosed rancher out there scraping a living out of the land. But listen, one day the Lord began to deal with that old heart just like he did mine, just like he did yours if you saved. And one day, one day the Lord saved him after showing him what a sinner he was and how what an outcast he was. And uh, all these years he'd go into town on Saturday morning, ride his old pony into town and hitch at the hitching post there at the saloon, go get drunk. Stay in there, drink all day and Straddle home on Saturday night, get a hard, someone to tie his foot to the saddle and go on home. But listen, the Lord saved that old rascal. And so his friends, those who drank with him, they heard about it. No doubt he told them. So they said, well, look, next Saturday, old Joe, when he comes into town, we're going to see where he hitches his hitching post. Oh, yeah, they're going to see. That's what folks do. Did you know folks will watch your life, believer? Do you know they watch you like a hawk watches a chicken? That's right. So they gathered up over on the other side of the old dusty street there, and they said, well, old Joe will be here about 10 o'clock. So after a while, here he come riding in, slowly, old horse loped and loped into town. But what happened? Passed up the saloon. Passed it up, my friend. Went on down to the general store. Got his knapsack off of the back of his saddle and went in, got a few little groceries. Put them on his old saddle and horse and rode out. Never even looked that away towards the old saloon. Why? Because old Joe had changed his hitching post, my friend. The Lord had broken that power of sin. That bunch of individual devils over there, oh, no. They thought they was going to have some fun. Old Joe called us and told us or let us know that he'd been saved. But we thought, sure, he'd go back in there and get drunk. And they'd all go in there and drink with him. But no, not when the Lord touches a heart. True, true, true salvation, my friend. A man becomes a new creature. Are you a new creature this morning, my friend, sitting there at your breakfast table, eating your breakfast, eating that good ham and eggs and hot coffee and biscuits? Listen, are you a child of God? Have you ever, have you ever took stock? You know what that is, to take stock? Ever, ever grocery owner knows what it is to take stock? Ever rancher knows what it is to take stock? Every businessman knows what it takes stock. I was in the business world for many years. I could take two or three books and checkbook, and I could take stock right away, tell how much I owed and how much I had and how much owed me. But listen, have you ever took stock of your soul? The Bible says, what will a man give in exchange for his soul? Have you ever taken stock? Oh, my friend. I wish you'd take stock this morning. Would you just lay down your spoon and your fork there this morning and listen to the old trailblazer as he brings you God's message and probes your heart one more time? This may be the last message you ever hear. That's right, my friend. That may be the last message you ever hear. Pastor Shelton told of an incident. He was up in Ashland, Kentucky, bringing a meeting one day for a friend of his. And on Sunday afternoon, at Sunday at noon hour, he brought the message and he 
Oftentimes he would get down off the pulpit and walk out in the aisle. He did that here for many years. And he walked down the aisle, and this man sitting on the end of the bench, he put his hand on his shoulder and said, My friend, do you know the Lord? Are you ready to go be with the Lord? Walked on, said thanks to a few other people. And then that afternoon while he was resting, the pastor called him, said, You know, brother so-and-so that you put your hand on his shoulder? Said he died at 2 o'clock. Died and went on out into eternity. Was he saved? We don't know. We don't know, my friend, but that may be you. You may, you may not ever get home today from your workplace. You may not. Oh, I wouldn't try to frighten you. I'd like to scare you out of your boots. Are you ready to go be with the Lord, or are you going out into eternity as a leap in the dark, my friend? How many, how many go out into eternity? Why? Because Satan has them bound down. Satan has them blinded. Did you know the average man is blinded? Have you ever stopped to think about the the population of this world. I, I do that occasionally. I told my audience the other night, my congregation, I said, do you know how many billions of people there are in this world? And, and, and they're going out into eternity by leaps and bounds. The Bible said hell from beneath is enlarging itself. That's right. Hell from beneath is enlarging itself. What for? To meet thee at thy coming. I'm telling you, folks, we better, be, we better wake up. I tell my folks here, wake up. Wake up. Just like my dad used to roust me out on a cold, frosty morning. He said, wake up, son. You got to go milk the cows and feed the horses. Wake up. And I knew that tone of voice, and I wish I could put that tone in my voice this morning that would go home to your heart like a two-edged sword, like a barbed arrow. Wake up, my friend there. Wake up, pastor, you hearing me? Wake up there this morning, you out there early, one of my friends out there making donuts. Our friends, we better wake up and see where we are. See what a devil's hell we headed to, blinded by Satan, has a blindfold over our eyes, leading us down the path to destruction, leading us down that broad road because he said broad is a way that leadeth to destruction. You know what that means? That means there's no obstacles in your path. But I'm an obstacle in your path this morning. I'm throwing everything I have into this message this morning that to block you from going into hell, my friend, because I know Satan has you taken captive at his will. That's right. I may not have described your case, my friend, but regardless of who you are, if you turn to the Lord, Christ paid your sin debt. If God has awakened you to your lost condition, that's been for one purpose, and that is to save you. The gospel is the power of God unto salvation to everyone believeth, that believeth to the Jew first and also the Greek. God commended his love toward us, and while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. There on Calvary's cross, Christ paid your sin debt in full, my friend, paid it to the last fathering. There on the cross, he conquered old Satan. He's been conquered, my friend. Oh, listen, he overcame the world. He was victorious there on the cross. Therefore, he can deliver you. He is, a, he is the mighty conqueror, my friend. I'm going to get the choir song one day and play it for you. Oh, the mighty conqueror. That's right. I don't care what hold the demons have on you. I don't care what type of prisoner of you hell you may be. You may be suffering the pangs of hell, all of the demon possession. But listen, would you turn to Christ? Would you turn to him this morning? The Lord will save you. 
I hold out hope for you. I don't preach doom and gloom, my friend. No, this is not this is not doom and gloom. I hold out mercy to you. As long as there's breath, there's mercy, my friend. Did you know that? Anything this side of hell is mercy. I don't care what you have to suffer. I don't care what you have to torment you have to go through. I don't care what ridicule you have. If you were a lost sinner, I wouldn't be still. I'd turn to the Lord. I'd tell Satan to, to go to hell for his trouble. And I'm coming to Christ. I'm going to the Lord who can save me and cleanse me and wash me and then keep me, my friend. Keep me all throughout eternity. Oh, if you would just turn to the Lord today, there's hope. I hold out hope for you. Oh, my friend, as long as there's breath in your body, you may be wrecked in pain. You may be in the hospital bed dying from some terminal disease. But if your mind is clear and clear, turn to the Lord. I tell my folks here, oh, thank the Lord for a for a clear mind, your body may be wracked in pain, but if you ever uh, diagnosed with these d terrible diseases like Alzheimer's disease where you can't think, Satan has you bound and you can't think. You can't cry for mercy. Did you know you can't cry for mercy if your mind's gone? Oh, my friend, have you ever visited the nursing homes where they stare into space? Oh, my friend, my heart is wrenched this morning for our people. Those whose minds have snapped and they have no hope. Bound by Satan. But listen, if you have your mind, you can turn to the Lord. Ask the Lord to turn you. Ask the Lord to come get you. Oh, I can't come, Lord, but come get me. Lord, I believe you can come get me. I believe that you'll come get me. The old trailblazer said you're still saving sinners. Oh, my friend, Christ died for sinners. As the old Missionary said, it's neither that, it's neither this, it's neither that. Christ died for sinners. Are you a sinner? Have you ever seen yourself as a sinner, my friend? I have. Oh, that you would come to Christ. If you would just come to Christ, confessing your sins and crying out, Lord, save me, else I perish. Remember the old trailblazer, Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. Goodbye and God bless you. The Radio Bible and Book Room is a nonprofit ministry of the First Baptist Church of Algiers in connection with Radio Missions. We offer over 1,500 titles of early Puritan, Baptist, and Reformed works, including commentaries, sermons, devotionals, gifts, children's products, and a variety of King James study Bibles in regular, large, and giant print. For an online catalog and information about the Radio Bible and Book Room, visit our website at radiomissions.org. 